The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonall. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter for the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you got, yeah. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thanks for stopping by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. This segment is sponsored by Audible.com. Get a free audio book download at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. We are so glad to have you. I'm Heather Wagonhalls, your maven of moolah, flanked by the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry. And we are going to help you get your money mind right on today's show with the following great features. So Miguel, first off, what is our key this week in our keys to riches financial philosophy? Remember real estate. Yes, it is. And for those of you that missed Monday's show, I would highly recommend it. Go back and download it because we talk about the mortgage or home affordability uh, specifically. And you'll want to piece that together with what we talk about today, because today's topic-driven show is all about why you need a real estate professional to help you with your transaction and how to interview said real estate uh, professional to represent you. It's a critical piece of the puzzle. And it's very, very important that we take this part of it seriously. I know a lot of us like to start driving around and calling on signs in areas we think we want to live, but we've got the car before the horse if we're doing that. And that's not the place to start because then you subject yourself randomly and you're going to get pushed around because we are a biology-based money management radio show. And when things feel good or you connect with people, whether or not they're good for you, rapport has a long way to go. And, uh, and especially in an influencing you in the wrong direction. How many times have you been really comfortable with a salesperson only to find out that, you know, you've bought something that you're not happy with later on, or it wasn't the right thing for you, but you felt good about it because the salesperson was able to create rapport and understood right, sure. you better than you did. So we're going to talk about why we need to go through this in a specific process. And, uh, uh, and it's all because we have to fake out our own biology because our biology may create a sense of well-being, whether logically it's the right decision for us to make when it comes to real estate, home ownership, and investment. So that's what we're going to cover on today's show. We also have a fabulous moolah word of the day, and I thought I would select one that actually had something to do with, real with the show. And uh, so today's moolah or the day is what is escrow oh boy that's a great question that's always bothered me yes you know the escrow process is very very interesting so 
Escrow is a legal concept in which a financial instrument or an asset is held by a third party on behalf of two other parties that are in the process of completing a transaction. Whoa. Did you get that or were you overwhelmed by that? I'm a little overwhelmed, but, you know, that's me because it's, okay. you know. Okay, so – in the realm of real estate, okay, yeah. so let's talk about it in, the, in that capacity. In the realm of real estate, we have one person that's the buyer, so he has money. We have one person that's the seller, he has an asset. And everybody hands that over to this independent third party until these two come to an agreement and complete the transaction. So there's good faith money put up by the buyer so that the seller has some confidence about negotiating and right. making plans because real estate is the single largest financial transaction any one person or family can make. Yeah. So while all these things are being hashed out, it's held securely by a third, a disinterested third party. And who is that? A bank? Uh, it could be a bank, but ideally it's an escrow company specifically oh, designed okay. for that. Here oh. in the state of Arizona, unlike other states, uh, we have title and escrow done at the same time. So title searches, chain of title, uh, any encumbrances or anything like that. Okay. All of that stuff is identified in a title search and then title insurance is provided. Now, in other states, escrow companies are just that. They're that independent third party. And then you have to go to a title company to get the title search done. But in Arizona, it most commonly occurs together. It doesn't necessarily have to, but most of the time it does. And has it, have there <clears throat> been cases of escrow companies just sort of leaving town in the middle of the night? That's funny that you ask that question. I mean, it's a disinterested third party, but they're holding a lot of dough. They're holding a lot of dough. And here's what happened at the turn of the century. So when 9-11 happened, okay, uh, when 9-11 happened, a smoking deal on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage was 9.5%. Wow. Overnight, it was cut in half. So a bazillion mortgages were being done. Everybody was refinancing. Everybody was buying, right? We were trying to stimulate the economy, sure. get ourselves on track. We're at war. All of this stuff is going on. So the Federal Reserve requires banks and mortgage lending institutions to have a certain reserve requirement met. Okay, mm -hmm. so they have to have money left over. Like so when we were talking about uh, in our keys show for remember real estate, we were talking about the four layers of risk and there's capital and there's, you know, what you put down and what you have left over. So at the end of the day, a lender for mortgages has to have a certain amount of money in the bank. OK, so if, you, if you've ever heard of the term federal funds rate uh, or London interbank overnight rate, this is what. The banks use to borrow money if they're not at that reserve, if they've, quote, hit the wall. So we have this new law as a result of what happened. It's very interesting. It's so curious that you brought this up. So this new law called Good Funds Law. So a bunch of banks wired money for real estate closings. OK, the title companies received it. The title companies, uh, and back then they didn't wire, not all of them wired it. They, they wrote checks. So you, mm -hmm. you got a check, mm 
for closing. All of these title companies, or, you know, title and escrow companies here, funded the transactions, paid out the money to the sellers, gave the mortgages to the buyers, right? Settled the transaction, closed the transaction. Yeah. And overnight, a bunch of these escrow companies went belly up. Wow. Because all of the checks bounced because these lenders hit the wall. They hit their wall. And so some of them had problems. They, they, they couldn't fund the loans. They cut the checks. They thought they could, but then they got hit with these reserve requirements and checks bounced. <coughs> Transactions had to be reversed. It was wow. legally a nightmare for wow. con- con- companies. Wow. So a lot of them went belly up overnight. We, we lost a ton. Half of the title companies and escrow companies we have in Arizona weren't around, you know, 15 years ago. Hmm. They just brand new popped and then, up. And then how would an escrow, if the, if the escrow company is just holding money, how do they make money? Because they, they charge a fee. They charge a fee. Yeah, you Percentage pay for an escrow. or a flat fee? Uh, it's based on the amount of the transaction okay. and buyer and seller both split it <clears throat> unless you negotiate otherwise. And that's a one-time fee. Yes. So they can be they're 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 holding this money throughout the course of the mortgage, but they only get paid once. Well, they only not the course of the mortgage until the transaction closes. Okay. Because they're the guys that settle and disperse. Okay. You know, because there's other fees, you know, that are associated with it, like HOA transfer fees. Um, you know, uh, there might be taxes that need to be paid and insurances required. Right. So, you know, then real estate commissions come off of that. So they make sure that everybody that's attached to the transaction gets paid. Right. So, and that's what your good faith estimate and your HUD-1 settlement statement should match or be pretty close. Because you, sh- you should be able to get, they should be able to guesstimate those charges for you. For sure. So uh, anyway, um, but you can do this not just with real estate. I mean, a lot of web domains use escrow companies. I I use escrow.com to transfer a lot of domains when, when I'm selling domains or buying domains. Uh, so it's a popular thing to do. And it's great because that way, you know, when you're buying big ticket items or selling big ticket items, you know you're going to get paid because you're not relying on the seller or the right. buyer for the funds transfer, you know, the transaction, you don't cough up ownership until they've coughed up the cash and, and they don't want to cough up the cash until you've coughed up ownership. So that's how that third party Uh benefit helps benefit both parties of the transaction. So, uh, yeah. So, oh, so this week's key is remember real estate. And if you didn't listen to Monday's show, the keys to riches used to be a part of this show, but it became so popular and needed more time. It became its own show. And you can find that at keys to riches.com or wherever you listen to this show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Blog Talk, Libsyn, Spreaker, wherever you happen to pick it up, you'll also be able to get that show. So you might want to go download that show and listen to it because it'll also give you the insight into to um, the four layers of risk and uh, how to determine affordability. And the purpose of, of the key in that respect is is about pursuing financial freedom. So it helps you with your three, five financial strategy, your three questions, where am I, where am I going, what's the difference? And this is a good what's the difference because it'll determine how close to or far away from you are of real estate as an investment strategy for yourself. And then that way it helps you adjust all of your other savings goals and investment goals. So 
learning, being able to explore that worksheet is is pretty powerful. But let's talk about uh, why you need a real estate professional. So this is a biology-based money management program. And we do things that seem illogical, incomprehensible, but it makes complete and total sense to us. And it's because we're not thinking with the right brain or the correct brain, I should say. Um, We are thinking with our emotional or instinctive brains and making decisions in that area, which is not where we want to be making the single largest decision regarding our financial future. (laughs) We know people that do this. Just an idea. (laughs) Just an idea. Well, my first house I bought with rose-colored glasses on, and then it came off, and then I felt like I was Shelley Long in the money pit. Yeah. In that movie. So that movie. Yeah, with Tom Hanks. And it was just quite the comedic nightmare, you could say. And uh, so just anything that could go wrong will. And uh, so... You really need to have somebody to negotiate this for you. Even as a real estate professional, sometimes I will delegate my side of the transaction to somebody whom I trust in real estate negotiations. You know, it's a complicated process. There are so many things involved. You've got disclosures, you've got inspections, you've got mortgages, insurances, you've got title searches, um, multiple page settlement statements, which way the money's going. And somebody who is an expert at it, who knows the process down pat, has executed several transactions, can help guide you through this process. I mean, and it is the single largest transaction a, a person or family can make. You can't sure. mess around with this. Yeah. You know, it, it's easy to get into. Home ownership is easy to get into. You know that of late. <laughs> People yeah. that see Seem like they're not qualified to be buying, yeah, exactly. still can buy. It's easy to get into. It's difficult, but not impossible to get out of, but not necessarily unscathed. You can right, get out right. of it, but not necessarily oh, yeah, unscathed. Yeah, exactly. So that's one reason why you need to have a real estate professional negotiating on your behalf. This segment of Unlock Your Wealth Radio is sponsored by KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners by visiting our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash KeepMyID and click on the link to start protecting your financial future right now. Remember to use promo code WAGS. So number two is information and opinions. Uh, Realtors and real estate professionals can provide local community information on utility companies, zoning, schools, and more. If they're an area expert, they'll be able to provide objective information about each property, weighing both the pros and cons. A real estate professional will be able to help you answer these two important questions. Will the property provide the environment I want for a home or investment? Second, will the property have a resale value when I am ready to sell? Remember, people move on average every five years. Really? Yep. That, that often? Yes. 
It's that often now. It used to be every seven. It's creeping now. Uh, job opportunity, chasing, you know, kids around the country as they yeah, move around, sure. being close to grandkids. There's all sorts of reasons. People yeah. were much more mobile than we once were. Yeah. Very rarely do you see somebody living in the same house for 40, 50 years. Hmm. It's, it's a very rare occurrence these days. Yeah. Uh, help finding the best property out there. Sometimes the property you are seeking is available, but not necessarily actively advertised in the market. And it might take some due diligence and an expert who knows how to search for your criteria, three bedroom, two and a half bath, but you want a split floor plan because you want them yappy kids that are getting older on the other side of the house. So you and your spouse or significant other can sleep in peace yeah. without the kids goofing off at all hours of the night. Uh, so that, that's why you want a real estate professional who can weed out the things. There's no point in viewing a hundred homes. You should not have to view 100 homes. If you whittle your criteria down to what it is you like, and I'll give you a way to figure out how to do that, um, and what it is that you want, and knowing, more importantly, what you don't want is is almost better than thinking you know exactly what you do want. Because that might be subjective between couples, between individuals that are buying. Uh, Somebody could want one thing. Both of you can have different preferences and are willing to concede a little on each depending on the property. You know, husband wants a fully finished garage so he can have a man cave. You know, wife wants uh, a particular bedroom, an extra bedroom to have her hobby and crafting room. Or as my girlfriend Hallis calls it, her she shed. Got the man cave and the she shed. shed. I like that. It's a she shed. Yes. So um, you never know. And do we do we forego the she shed for the man cave or vice versa? You know what I mean? So like knowing what you don't want is more important than knowing oh, what absolutely. you do want. Absolutely. You know, so uh, and, and you got to know what you're willing to, to sacrifice or let go or what is criteria that's like, no, we each get our own room, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, so those are considerations that you have to make and identify with. And uh, to do a complete real estate needs analysis, I have actually a cool work on the website. So if you go to unlockyourwealthradio.com and you drop in the search bar, you know, uh, real estate needs analysis. And it's actually an acronym and it's star it's it's N E A D S. And it's simply the procedure that Tom Hopkins used to teach his real estate professionals on how to whittle down the criteria for a buyer. Well, I'm just going to give it to you so you can figure it out. So when you find that real estate professional, you can make it that much more simple. And that you know what you want makes it easier on the real estate professional, but it also makes it easier for you to investigate whether or not the real estate professional is really going to suit my needs and find the property that I'm truly after. Because, and I say this, they could be a great salesperson and know the needs analysis, but not know the market area. They can come up with what it is that that you want based on answering these criteria and and these questions um, that help elicit what your desires are. But that doesn't mean that they know where the house is. You know, area expertise, inventory expertise is really a critical piece. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to use your cousin Sally, who does real estate part-time and has a separate full-time job. Yeah, she might have access to the MLS, but if she's only working at part-time, how many transactions has she negotiated? Are you going to be the guinea pig? Or do you want somebody, you know, and are you only doing that because you can quote, save money? 
because there's a value to having expert information and the money you're saving uh, does not outweigh the value you'd receive by obtaining a real estate professional that does it full time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sorry for you part-timers out there, but you know what? I don't, if I take on an agent at my real estate company that that expressly says, I just want to be a part-time agent or they just, they want to um, just do transactions for their own stuff. They have to refer it in and they can be a party to the process, but they're not the lead dog. And why is that? Well, because of my biology approach to money management. Now they're personally engaged in the transaction. Sure. sure. How, how many stories out there do you have? Of, you know, yes. I got, I got a friend. Yeah. Well, you know what? I believe, I don't believe in friends and family discounts at my real estate company. It's the friends and family surcharge. Exactly. <laughs> you are not allowed to work on a friend or family deal and you're not allowed to work on your own deal. You can set it up. You can do all your due diligence, but someone else is going to oversee your transaction and you're going to pay a referral fee for doing it. Right. Period. Bottom line. And it's a small price to pay, but it's a huge insurance policy to make sure that you're not making emotional decisions, that right. you're making factual and logical decisions. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we get excited. And we just buy stuff to buy stuff. And I've done that. And then I can't unload the property. And I'm like, ah, like right now, I've got my little hobo encampment. And now this property that was a good deal and was paying me great income. It's like it's getting eroded by the amount of money I have to spend to get rid of these hobos that have built on my property. Hmm. It's just crazy. So, you know, uh, but it was cheap. I'm like, oh, I could totally help that person out of bankruptcy. I'll buy that property. And it was a cheap, like, easy stroke of the check. But I didn't do any research because I was enamored with the water rights. But I didn't know about the hobo encampment or the potential in that neighborhood for hobos, apparently. Uh, So um, negotiating skills. Um, There are a lot of factors that go into negotiating, not just uh, price or financing terms, but date of possession, repairs, furnishings, equipment, knowing what conveys and what doesn't convey, like we talked about on the other show. Um, What's included in this transaction? You know, is there chattel? Like, are we exchanging for furniture and fine art too? Because a lot of luxury properties convey with artwork sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, but you can't, that doesn't count in the appraised value. Mm -hmm. So that has to be separated out. And so mortgages are affected by that. So it's, um, it's a crazy deal. Um, If you were selling, you know, you can sell by yourself or you can randomly pick an agent because you see a sign or whatever, or you can find a realtor that's an area expert that has the marketing power to get your property out there and somebody that's going to be able to do their homework for you. You want somebody who speaks the real estate language. If you don't know the difference between a CMA, a PUD, or a HUD-1, you need somebody who does, because that doesn't mean you're not going to hear those words. You're just not going to know what they are. And you want somebody who can translate for you, because you don't need to. You just need to have somebody that knows. And an experienced real estate professional will do that. Find out how many homes they've actually transacted. Um, If you know, Like I said, are you their guinea pig? Yeah. Or are they a seasoned professional? So experience is important. Uh, Those who have had negotiation training, that's, in my mind, that's a must. And I have a real estate professional development program. So once you become an agent with my company, you have to go through my professional development program. It's a 17 module course. 
because getting your license is all about being legal, but selling property property properly yeah, is here's a tongue twister. I know is a skill and a highly evolved art form, and that's something that can't be taught in learning the law mm-hmm. to be able to affect a transaction. Uh, any designations that they have earned, like marketing specialists, area experts, buyers representatives, you know, listing stuff. There's all there's a million designations in real estate that you can earn for your specialty, whether it's commercial or residential. So find out if they have designations. That means that they're committed to their profession for the long haul. If they've invested in times in being a GRI or an ABR, uh, all of these things cost big money. These are not cheap classes. Five hundred to a thousand bucks or more. And they're usually designations that have to be renewed. So it's important that they have designations because if they're pursuing additional education, that's a person you want to work with because they care about what they do and whom they do it for. And so that means they're cream of the crop. So that's what you also want to look for. You want to ask, how many homes have you sold in the last 12 months? Okay. Depending on the price point to a year, could be a lot of volume if they only sell, you know, two million dollar yeah. plus properties and up, because luxury properties don't sell as fast. You know, two or three a year move. What's an average? Two or three a year. That's it for luxury properties. For luxury. How about for mid price housing? For you know, if you're looking for entry level or upsizing housing, you know, we're, so we're talking about anywhere from entry level up to like six hundred thousand. You know, a real estate agent should be moving. Should be closing once he fills his pipeline. Should be closing at least one transaction every other week. Every other week. Okay. Every other week. So minimum two a month. But if they're in my office and they're full time, they're four or more a month. They're at least one a week. Yeah. You know, that's a top producing agent. That's whom you want to be working for. Because if they're doing that kind of volume, they have support staff. They're not doing it all on their own. They have a transaction coordinator. They have somebody processing things, following up on inspections. They have a team of people put together to help close your transaction on time and on target. And that's critical. Um, You know, ask them what they do for marketing. They should have a full presentation if they're selling your home. They should be able to come and explain in detail how they're going to market their home, how they're going to follow up with you. And one of the biggest things that people fail to ask for, even if you get referred to somebody. So let's say you come to me, right? And you want like this unique property. And I say, you know what? That's not my area of expertise because that's the, that's the biggest benefit an experienced realtor will tell you is what he doesn't do often that he will lovely. He would be happy to delegate that delegate that transaction to another uh, agent who is an area expert or a category expert, you know? So if you're looking for, you know, office in um, uh, warehouse areas, but you want office space, but you want it in a, in a rare, that's a niche. You want somebody that specializes in it. Could I go on some of the services, the listing services and find that out? By all means I could, but how, but, but I don't know the area. I don't know the inventory. I don't know the nuances that, so how is that going to benefit my client? You know, the biggest thing to say is I can't help you, but I can refer you to somebody. So, uh, so that's another thing about a highly active agent. He's going to have a pretty deep referral team too. I specialize on this side of town. Uh, I'm not familiar with that side of town. I can help you get started and then I can hand you off to an area expert. Yeah. 
to finish the transaction. Mm-hmm. I'd be more than happy to do that. That's like, that's, you know, that that's a quality person to be working with. And, and if they're right. willing to admit their shortcomings and sure. delegate it, that when you do have a transaction in their area of expertise or category, then you want to work with them. Um, but the biggest thing to do is even if you were referred in, okay, you want them to, um, give you referrals, give you references from people that they've served so you can learn from other people, especially if you're a first-time homebuyer. You want to talk to other people that, that, that he helped that were first-time homebuyers. They should have a list of people ready to go to hand you. Here's a list of references. Call any of them to ask them about me. And then you can call around and see. And of course, there'll all be people that'll probably say great things, but go ahead and ask them, mm-hmm. what didn't you like about the transaction? And they'll tell you. Right. Overall, it was good, but we had a hang up on this. Yeah. You know, and then you can decide, is that a big hang up that'll keep you from using that person? Or is that like, is that truly a minor hang up and that everything else will be good? Mm-hmm. So these are things that, these are the questions that you got to ask. So there's also a worksheet available in addition to the needs analysis that you can, how to interview a real estate professional also on the website. So again, go to unlockyourwealthradio.com, drop in the search bar, um, interview questions for realtors, uh, and you should be able to, um, f- that document should come up pretty quick because it's all tagged for that sort of stuff. Cool. So that's it in a nutshell. If you would like more information, please visit our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com. And for Unlock Your Wealth Radio and the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2017 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com. Work all day, stress all night.